0: Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. All right. I want to welcome everyone to church this morning. It's so good to see everyone's beautiful face this morning. And so I'd like you to ask your neighbor, are you pumped ready for the word this morning? Please ask your neighbor, are you pumped ready for the word this morning? All right, get a random response from another neighbor and ask your neighbor, 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 do you love the, word? love the word? Or you come to church for social gathering? Get a response from the neighbor, I, mean, I come to church for the word. You know, I come to church to take pictures. Get a response you'll be shocked. I came to church to collect my debt from somebody who is owing me. That's, <laughs> praise the Lord. Woo! Glory to God. You know, I'm, I'm always excited when we, when we gather together as saints just to love on God and just to share fellowship together. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And this morning we are... Um, diving deep into um, what we started last week's Sunday. And last week's Sunday was the first Sunday of the month of the year. And we started talking about um, the subject, what does it mean to be born again? And I started talking to us about the fact that one of the major challenges that we have in our generation is that many of us, the Christianity that we have, Or the faith and the religion called Christianity that we are currently operating in (laughs) was sort of like handed down over to us by our parents and some of us don't even know we don't even have a clue we don't even have an idea of what this faith means and so we started talking about that we talked about what does it mean to be born again and um, we quoted a scripture and we said a scripture if any man be in Christ can we recite that scripture together one two ready read alright raise your right hand and say it one two ready say let's do it one more time one two ready read Know, when we were growing up, if you, if you went to Bible school or Bible studies, um, there's something that we they used to teach us then, we have what we call memory verse. You remember that? And it's so powerful, I was just thinking about it for a moment, that do you know that if every Sunday we come to church, and I give you a memory verse every Sunday, at the end of the year, you would have known 52 scriptures in your spirit. 52! It's not the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want John 3 16 for God so loved the word that he gave you be... See, you have been born again for eight years now what's your favorite school? John 3 16 now that doesn't mean justice three sixteen is not as powerful as as potent that's not what I'm saying But you know we ought to advance in our knowledge of God's Word we ought to grow the same way we are growing physically as your human body is growing and developing, it's the same way your human spirit ought to grow. The same way your intelligence is growing, your will, your mind, your emotions. You know man is a spirit, he has a soul and he lives in a body. The three parts of this man ought to grow. Your human body ought to grow, and that's why you are yet right here because your human body grew. You grew when they gave birth to you, you were able to take breast milk, you started eating I hope nobody is still taking breast milk at this age. You have grown. Amen. See, to the pure, all things are pure. You know, Christian people are already thinking, already thinking, ah, breast anyway. That's uh, to the pure, all things are pure. You see why you need to wash your mind every morning with the Word of God. Many people have thought about what I've not even said. Praise the Lord. But you are growing physically. You go to the gym, you drink water, you eat food, you grow. The same way you are growing even in, in, in your mind. Your knowledge bank is growing. When, you're in, when, when maybe kindergarten, they used to teach you A for apple, B for ball, C for cat, D for dog, E for egg, F for fish. If anybody sits you down now and is doing that to you, you know that's at any problem. You ought to have grown past that. Imagine Chagun right there, I call go A for apple, B for, you know that there's a problem with him. So you grow. Now, when it comes to the things of the spirit, that is the one we don't want to grow. That's the one we expect the pastor to just be teaching us, teaching us, teaching us, and we don't want to grow. We don't want to grow in the knowledge of God's word, but we want to grow in every other thing. And we do not understand that man is primarily a spirit. You are first a spirit, do you know that? You are first of spirit. And so if there's any aspect of your life that you ought to grow the most, it's even in your spirit. And I told you that this year, as a church, you have no choice but to grow spiritually. Somebody say amen. 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 All right, raise your right hand. Say after me, in the name of Jesus, amen. P.S. Yes. I said that this year, I have no choice and i partner with him and i agree with him that i would grow in the knowledge of god's word and i will know the word of god that when i'm asked to speak about god's word i will not be saying Aha! amen glory to god let's take the song and let's start let's let me get into the worship into the service for you were close Rears and worthy to be praised. You are the
1: lamb upon the throne. Oh, and all and all to you. I'll throw for you
0: upon your word this morning we ask that your word come with simplicity with accuracy and with power let it be and stir up the hearts of men in this place today let there be illumination let their eyes be open to see hear and know what your spirit is saying and above all let them grow in the knowledge of your will and your word in jesus mighty name we pray and the church says aloud amen Amen. all right now this morning i'm going to be talking about one of the most powerful subjects as christians and also, particularly with this generation and the need of this subject that we are going to be talking about this morning. And um, if you look at the board on the screen or maybe on our social media platforms, you would see what we titled this service, the team of the service. I'd like you to understand something about this church. That in the new, we don't just wake up in the morning and decide what service or what name of the service it would be. We don't just come up with something and say, oh, this is what we're going to do. God has been able to give us what I call the curriculum of the spirit in which it would help our people to grow and be nurtured in this season. And that's why some of the topics and some of the things, teachings in the church this season is still not specific according to what the Lord would have us to speak about. Somebody say amen. And that's why it's very important that you listen very closely and you pay very close attention to this message. So if you have your Bible, raise your Bible, say, I have my Bible. It's a phone or iPad, iPhone, Samsung, whatever it is. Raise your Bible, say, I have my Bible. All right, if you have a notepad to write and jot all the teachings that we're going to be starting right now, say after me, I have my notepad and I'm ready to write. No, don't tell me that your notepad is your heart. So I say, when I was growing up, the way I used to learn, just be saying it to me. I don't like to write. Just be saying, uh, raise your Bible and say, I have my Bible. And I have my notepad, And I'm ready to write. And I'm ready to learn. Glory be to God. All right, this morning, we're going to be talking about the role of the local church. The role of the local church. You know, forever, just before I started becoming more serious with God, I'd always wondered, why do I have to go to a church? Why do I have to come to a Bible-believing church? Why can't I just stay in my house and enjoy fellowship with God? Why do I have to come to church? Why do I, have, why do I need a, a family church? Why? And let me tell you one thing. Listen to me, friends. This subject is so powerful that by the time we get deep into it, you'll see the importance of a local assembly. Praise the Lord, and I'm, I'll tell you for free. I was one of those people way back who had always felt a, a, a sort of disdain for church, in a sense. Because number one, I feel like the pastor is almost like Bruce Almighty. Did you ever watch Bruce Almighty? Like the pastor is so high up there. You know, you will even see some churches. The chairs is like throne, the throne of heaven. I'm sure God's God's throne. Self, no, even self, God goes in fear for heaven, say, ah, oh boy. This throne, where are they used for? Yeah, <laughs> glory to God. And then I remember when we were on campus, when I was on campus, I saw a church, a pastor who came to preach at one conference. It was um, um, HSLT. He came with 18 protocol. I'm telling you, one was carrying the Bible, one was carrying notep- uh, maybe the notepad, one was carrying the handkerchief, Even God doesn't come like that. He comes by himself with his power and his might. So I had a bit of a, you know, what's what's all this paraphernalia? What's all this drama with church? And not in our generation where Trump is fighting the world right now and America right now. And you will be surprised that when one president does something on Twitter right now and anywhere in the world right now, they would always take it back to church. If it's not church, it's pastor. Pastor, we don't suffer for the hand on him. Hey! Oh boy. Man, I know Cucu just did that Twitter. I just did my own lane. My, I'm coming to that Twitter soon, child. Praise the Lord. So, small thing like this, I say, uh, church. I mean, you'll be surprised. So, what then is the role of the church? Why do we come to church? Now, number one, write this down. I want to tell you, certain myths that many people have about church. And I'll start with that first. Number one, certain people believe that I don't have to be a member of a church to serve God. I can serve God on my own. I don't have to be a member of a church to serve God, really. Why do I have to be a member of a church? I can actually serve God on my own. The Bible says those that worship him was worship Him in spirit and in truth. And by the way, I am the church. I'm the temple of the Lord. So I don't necessarily need a church. I don't need a local assembly to be a part of what God is doing. I can just serve God on my own. Number two, another set of people believe that I, I, I need to just be in a community, not necessarily being in a local assembly. As long as it's a community where we are sharing the word, we are just sharing the word, And that can suffice for a local assembly. It doesn't have to be a church. It just has to be like three friends gathered together and we just fellowship together. I don't necessarily have to come to a place where we call a church. And I'll break all of these things down. And I'll show every one of us through the scriptures why and the power of the local assembly. Listen to me. It's more powerful than you ever knew. It's more powerful than they ever taught you. And that's why we're going to teach you. You know, I told you last week, Sunday, that if you're coming to the new in this season, you are coming to be immersed with the word of God. And if you're coming to this church for breakthrough, if you're coming just because you want to receive $10,000 and you have not even gotten a job. So, hey, just, I declare you receive $10,000 before Tuesday next week, and you are not yet, you have not even gotten, you have not done a job yet. It's 419 you want to do. If that's why you're coming to church, I'm sorry. And if you're coming to church only for Thanksgiving services, Oriki. that's what excites you. But well, I'm sorry to bust your bubbles, the new has changed. You can go to other churches who can give you that. But if you want to grow in the word of God, if you want to be strong in the word of God, if you want to know God for yourself, that when there is tough time, there is challenges, there is tribulations, there is trials, you can stand in the word of God, then this church is for you this year. But if you want to be hiding under the waters you just want to come and by the way let me bust a little bit more bubbles if all you want to do is to pray in tongues without knowing the word this church is going to shake you up because many of us say me i just like praying i don't know i don't like the word i just like praying i can pray for eight hours so if you see the way i pray i thunder when i pray or oh, God day stop it glory to god so let's start number two some people say that i don't belong to church because i don't fancy church you know it's amazing how our generation has turned church to a social gathering a social organization i don't fancy church i don't really fancy church people it's not really my thing <laughs> it's not really my thing <laughs> oh glory to god Number four, I love this one. Some people say, I serve God on my own terms. I go to church gathering on special occasions. The beginning of the year, first Sunday of the year, last Sunday of the year, and crossover service. I'm there. All Thanksgiving services. But you see the other one. I will live stream. And when I cannot live stream, I will upstream. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I love this one. Final one is, I can join any church based on how I feel and I can leave any time based on how I feel. Now let me say something here. There are two institutions... the Bible that God created by himself there are two of them the first one is the institution of marriage and the second one is the institution of the church write this down the first one is the institution of marriage the second one is the institution of the church now these two in our generation, are the most attacked by the devil, and there must be a reason why the devil would decide to attack these two than any other institution. Because I'll tell you something: every other institution that we have was created by man's leadership, and God was the one who gave man that leadership to be able to create that institution. But God by Himself created two powerful institutions: the institution of the church and the institution of marriage, and those are the two institutions that are the most attacked in the Bible. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Now, let's read the scripture together as we begin to answer all these myths and all these questions that we started to talk about. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. Matthew 16 verse 18. Many of us know the scripture very well. We read it quite a lot. Let's read it together, everybody in the church. One, two, ready, read. And I also say to you that you, Peter... Let's read it together. want you ready, read. All right. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. Please write these scriptures down. You can go back home and read it again. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. Listen, if, if we all begin to journey together and study, go back home, and study some of these things we started teaching from Sunday. And by the way, I hope you didn't miss Sunday, um, Tuesday money. Please do not miss Gethsemane. In money," I'm teaching about something totally different from what I teach on Sunday morning. money is really raw and power. Last week's Tuesday, Money," I taught about the role of fasting and prayer. It was so deep, and you need to go and listen to it. If you've not listened to that message, go back and listen to that message on, on our platform in the new, it's, um, the new church on YouTube. Go back on YouTube and go and listen to the role of fasting and prayer. Very powerful. And so money will go deeper. In money, we pray, we fast, we go deeper in spiritual things. In Sunday services, we teach the word of God so that you can grow. Glory to God. All right. First, Ephesians chapter, um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 to 23. Ephesians 1, 22, 23. Let's read this together. One, two, ready, read. Come on, church. One, two, ready, read. now if you see those two verses of scriptures you will see the word church there and the greek word of the church of the word church means ecclesia which really talks about the called out ones that's what the word means ecclesia the called out ones now in the bible moses was the first person who sort of represents what we call the pastor of a church moses was the first person who led the old children of israel out of egypt to their promised land of course joshua had to you know support that move to get them to their final place glory to god but if you see that moses was the first person in fact moses was the first person who was saddled with the responsibility of building god a tabernacle moses was the first person if you see we call this the, the the um the tabernacle of moses you will see that in the bible moses, in, in in exodus chapter 36 where god gave moses the pattern of how he needed to build the tabernacle and we don't have time to go into all of that i'm looking at the time i'm trying to raise my time i would have taught you you know how this act of covenant came about how the mercy seat came about and some other time we'll touch on that and so moses was the first person Now, write this down, and I don't want to talk about the characteristics of the Moses Tabernacle so that you can understand what this present church means. What does it mean to come to church? What does it mean to be part of a local assembly? What does it mean? Now, the first characteristics of the Moses Tabernacle is that it served as a meeting point between God and man. It served as a meeting point. The high priest would go into that tabernacle, the Bible recorded that they would put a rope or a chain round about his legs. So when he get into the holies of holies, there were three veils. The outer court, the inner court, and the holies of holies. The high priest is the only one who can go into the holies of holies behind the veil. The veil is almost like a purple-like scarlet. The tabernacle of the church at that point represented a convergent point where God shows up and- visits the children of Israel that's number one number two the tabernacle solved the problem of an only God meeting with sinful people it solved the problem I'm talking about the Moses tabernacle right now and so that we can then explore this tabernacle that Jesus himself is the high priest of and Jesus himself is the firstborn of the church So number two, the tabernacle solved the problem of an only God meeting with sinful people. Number three, the tabernacle was a faculty which displayed the fabulous wealth and beauty of God. And see, this is why I don't understand in the older generation when they say things like as poor as a church rat. If you know in Exodus chapter 36, how the tabernacle was built, people had to give crazily. They brought gold. They brought silver. They brought all these precious stones to build the tabernacle for God. Glory to God! Listen, if you think that to be a children of God or to be a child of God means you should be poor, that's not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. That's not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even one of the mantra one of the mandates of Jesus was to preach the gospel to the poor. But that's not the gospel i want to teach you today glory to god number four the building of the tabernacle involved all the people of israel it means that they had to give their gold they had to give their money they had to give what they had to build that tabernacle now turn your bible with me to hebrews chapter 3 verse 3 hebrews chapter 3 verse 3. I just wanted to follow me closely because we're going to get somewhere soon. Hebrews 3, verse 3. Let's read this together, church. One, two. Everybody, let's read together. One, two. Ready, read. Next verse. Next verse. Last verse. Let's read it together again. That last verse. One, two, ready, read. Let's read it one more time. One, two, ready, read. Now you see the writer of the scripture right here, you know, Bible scholars say also, some says it's Paul, some anyway. <laughs> um, right here in the scripture, you would understand one thing: that um, they were comparing Moses and Jesus' tabernacle right here. And so there are certain things in the tabernacle of Moses, and there are certain expectations of the tabernacle of Jesus. I remember the Bible says that ye are God's temple. Now when Jesus was talking to Peter and said, Upon the rock would I build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail, we must also understand that the church is not necessarily a physical location. You must understand that when the Bible is talking about you at, at the church, the Bible is really talking about you. That you are actually the church. And so we need to then understand if i'm the church why then do i still need to congregate if i'm the church why then do i need to gather together and so this is how we now begin to unfold all of these things so number one talking about the tabernacle of jesus the present early church because when we started seeing the word church started after the pentecost after Acts of the Apostle, when Jesus told the disciples in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will be witnesses to me in Judea, in Samaria, and on the uttermost part of the earth. So you see that Jesus told them to go there. And after which, when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they started to create what we call the early church. And we are the prototype of that early church. So the first thing you must know about the church, write this down, number one, the church is God's institution on the earth. The church is God's institution on the earth. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. The church is God's institution. Media, you're going to help me with so much scripture. We're never going to be able to read everything, so you're going to have to write fast as well just to write it down. 1 Timothy 3, verse 15. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the church is God's institution on the earth as a pillar of truth. When we are looking for the truth, it's found in the church. And I'm not talking about this things that we all say, I have my own truth, I have your own truth, just speak your truth of my own truth, my truth is this. You can as well speak that a demon is okay to live in your life as your truth. We don't have any true children of God but one truth, Christ the son, Jesus, died and slayed on the cross. Did I say slay? Jesus did not slay died on the cross for you and i that's the truth every truth of god's word is represented and found in the scripture and listen to me if we are talking about the truth the truth is found in the word of god and you have no other truth than god's word now raise your tongue and say after me my truth is solely based on the word say it after me my truth is solely based on the word of god i don't have any other truth Than the word of God. Some people are not saying it though, because they still want to keep their truth. We'll say it again. Look at your neighbor and recite, say it with your neighbor. Neighbor, "Neighbor." my truth. Some people they vex so I will keep this truth, say. I'm just drinking now. Face me, everyone. (laughs) Number two, we're talking about the church. Jesus is the head of the church. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 Jesus is the head of the church. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Jesus is the head of the church. The lamb that was slain. The one who took your sin and my sin away. The one who went back and got the blessing for you and I. That's the head of the church. The pastor is not the head of the church. Somebody say amen. Amen. The members are not the head of the church. Somebody say amen. amen. The lordship of the church is Jesus Christ the son. Jesus is the head of the church. And listen to me, when we gather together to worship, when we come together like this, what we gather together is not the voice of resonance when they sing. It's not how sweet, how sweet their voices. Oh glory, oh oh oh, glory. that, 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 That can be okay. It's not how you know how you know fascinating Pastor Shola speaks or how cool Pastor Shola looks. It's not all of that. When we come to church, we've come to gather together with one person, Jesus the Christ. And so, when you come to church, you've come to gather in fellowship with the one true God who is mighty to save and deliver. The God of your salvation. The God of your help. The God of your reconciliation. That's the person we come to gather together with. Not the pastor. Not the light, sound, media. Not all of those things. We've come together. Together with Jesus. And when we celebrate in church, we celebrate the finished works of Jesus. And that's why you need to understand that even when you pray, you pray from a finished perspective, not a beggarly perspective. Somebody didn't get what I'm talking about. So you say, In the name of Jesus, you are not decreeing that name as though it might be able to help you. No, Jesus is not going to help you again, He has helped you already. In resurrection, when the moment he said it is finished, he actually didn't say it is finished only for your sin. He actually also said it is finished even also for your diseases. And so when we celebrate in church, we celebrate the resurrection of our king. When we dance and when we do thanksgiving, we can hide all those things under naming ceremony, child dedication, uh, th- Thanksgiving, people getting promotion, da 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 da. But at the end of the day, all of those Thanksgiving functionalities that we happen in church, and every message that we preach in church, and everything that happens in church, is just to celebrate one person, Jesus. Glory to God. Number three, church. Still talking about the church. The church is the gathering of God's people. It's the gathering of God's people. It's the gathering of, I love this so much. And this helps you to understand the power of the local assembly. That when we come together to church, and when you come to church, it's an opportunity for the ecclesia of God. It's an opportunity for the chosen of God the called out of god for us to come together in gathering in one accord to celebrate christ the king it's very powerful it's very let me tell you something you know one day the lord told me in my place of prayer that if people understand the power of church gathering you would have more signs and wonders in your midst when people come to church with a heart of expectation It's so powerful. You know, Jesus went to certain places and couldn't do mighty miracles. You know, there was no expectations there. Expectation is the mother of the miraculous. And that's why I tell people don't come to church without praying before you come. When you're coming to church, come praying. That way, it sets your expectation ready. As the word is being preached, as the word of God is being taught, the anointing of God can touch you where you are. And when we talk about the anointing of God touching you where you are, we don't necessarily mean that you have to follow the power. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. It's the guardian of God's people. Acts chapter 11 verse 22. You see the several types of church, several churches in the Bible. The church of Ant- at Antioch, church at Coles. You'll see all of these churches. Acts chapter 11 verse 22, Acts chapter 13 verse 1, 1 Corinthians 1 to 2 verse 2, Galatians 1 to 2. you see all of those scriptures. Let me read it again. Acts chapter 11 verse 22, Acts 13 verse 1, 1 Corinthians um, 1 and 2, Galatians 1 verse 2. Glory be to God. Say this after me. There is power... Come on, let me hear you say it. There is power, there is power. When, when believers Jesus. gather together in one accord. Listen to me. Next week, I'm going to talk about this. Do you know why the early church had so much signs and wonders amongst them? It was because whenever the saints gather together, power is generated. This is why when Peter. And the apostles were accused and accosted and held back. The Bible says that they would go back to their own company. Acts chapter four, they would go back to their own company and they would begin to pray. Many times they would pray the psalms. And the Bible records that when they begin to pray, the earth would begin to shake and that from that moment boldness comes into their spirit signs and wonders begin to happen this is what happens when we come to church but now what we have in our generation is that church is now a social gathering many times people even call themselves on tuesday who we'll meet there abby and we'll go take that selfie for you know that place way out there outside that black gates across the church don't stop taking pictures there i'm just saying <laughs> But imagine, think about it this way, children of God. Imagine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are charged ready for church. And I'm calling Kenneth and say, hey, guy, we're meeting in church. There's going to be signs. There's going to be wonders. Listen, there will be more testimonies in the churches if believers understand why we come to church. The church, Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. The word prayer there means dunamis, power. The church of God is a place of power. Oh, glory to God. It's a place of power. So when we come together as church, we generate power. Now listen to me. Every believer has an anointing upon their life. If you're a business, if you're a minister, it's not only ministers that are called that have anointings. Somebody say amen. As a believer, you have the anointing of God upon your life. It's the Holy Ghost. And so when that anointing is upon your life, when we gather together, this is what happens. This is what we call the corporate anointing. It's called the corporate anointing. That she brings her own anointing. He brings his own graces and anointing. He brings his own. All of us brings our own together. And then we supply. is what we call the supply of the spirit. When we all gather together and supply that dimension together, there is power. This is why we come to church. Glory be to God. We come to church for encounters. And this is why you must understand that you cannot just wake up and say, I like this church, I'm going there. I don't like this church, I'm leaving. I told you in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, last week Sunday, the Bible says, I will show you a teacher after my own heart. I will show you a pastor. Another version says, I will show you a pastor after my own heart who would feed you with knowledge and wisdom another version says an understanding who would feed you and I said to you the Bible says by people perish for lack of what do you know why they lack the knowledge because sometimes they don't have the pastors and that's why listen to me did you have a choice to pick your biological family if we all had a choice it's not the person that bought me you uh, I will pick a Lomox. Amen. Amen. Ah. Ah. Thank Baba. I think that. Is it a Muslim, no. Is not a dollar a Muslim. Chris, I don't know. So that me too, one day, my father can wake up angry in the morning. Take three of us to Porsche store. Is it Porsche? I'll be with you on the day by. Ferrari. I say, you want pink. You want brown. You want Ingrid. You want lilac. And I will be driving. If you tell my father that one now. <laughs> Amen. No, don't laugh. Many of us here, amen. (laughs) No disrespect. (laughs) You know, in church like this, when we crack jokes sometimes, it takes some people after we are finished. We're about to close the service. Somebody just "Ah!" they just caught up with the joke at 20 minutes before. So maybe we should just maintain laughter like this. (laughs) So we'll not know who's trying to catch up. Glory to God. And I, I, I now begin to wonder that if you didn't have a choice to pick your biological family tree, how come all of a sudden you now think you have a choice to pick your spiritual family tree? And people even pick it with very mundane things like I like the lights in the church. I like the choir in the church. I like the ushering head in the church. You see that pastor suits every Sunday. He gets as they do. You know, you'd be surprised what people used to pick where they go to to be fed knowledge. Because you don't understand that it's only God who knows what you need for your destiny. God who created you is the one who understands where you ought to be. It's the one. Listen, God is so intentional that God created the earth before he made man. Do you know that? God didn't make Adam and Eve and say, where will I put them? God created the earth first before he made man. God created your local assembly designed for you before he created you. You ought to walk in it by the wisdom of God. Because listen to me, the person you give your hearing to can damage your life. Because certain people will teach their experiences and not teach the word of God. People come and teach their experiences. And just because somebody, you know, somebody something happened to them, people of their experiences will come and, and you will see that so much. When many pastors will come and teach their experiences, listen to me. In there's any day I preach my experiences, or any pastor here live preach their experiences, leave the church. We've not come together with man. We've come together with Jesus the Son. Oh, glory to God. And listen to me, if we all have that understanding when we come to church, we'll be so stirred and pumped when we come to church. And there will be more miracles in our churches. And that's why when you understand this, coming to church will be even priority for you. Because you know you are bringing a supply. When you don't come to church, you will begin to feel, ah, this Sunday I didn't bring my supply. I didn't bring my supply. In this journey, they are still calling people. Will you come uh, this Sunday? I think it's about to rain. Y- you think? <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Now, very quickly, what is the role? Because, you see, there's a way we can teach all these things and not address certain things to What is the role of a pastor in the church? We'll talk about the role of the pastor. We will now talk about the role of the members so that we can balance the equation. Praise the Lord. Listen, let me say this again. You go to a church by discernment, not based on the lights, the sound, or the number of people there. You don't go to church because it's trending. <laughs> ah, this generation. Oh, Lord. You know, I almost cracked a funny joke. Very funny joke, but I'll crack it. That you know sometimes in heaven, God will say, hey, my <laughs> oh, Because the kind of things we do on earth, it can cause God to begin to speak some kind of thing. Some kind of English and things that he never thought he could do. Say, hey, priest, me like. So, angel say, okay, oh pastor, I beg. Go. Say, hey, well, no vex. So, now so that they do us for this head, oh. Wait till we no go we'll see finish for this head. Angel himself go say, hey, now so myself I dey see her for there, oh. All these priest have is calling us. Oh, well, daddy, Jew, I won't come back. I beg. <laughs> the kind thing these people they do for here. You will be, you will be surprised. People pick church that is close to their house. So where you go to that church? It's very close. It's a walking distance. You, do you want to walk distance with destiny, or you want to enter and fulfill destiny? I will show you a pastor after my own heart who will teach you which way to go. You will receive directions for your life. You receive instructions by the spirit that can stir you up. Do you know one decision can alter your life or can direct your life? One. One thing you hear in the wrong place can alter your life. One thing you hear in the right place can alter your life. It's so amazing that people don't think about it when it's time to get a job. They can be living in Okokomaiko and get a job in Chongotedo, Leki. And they wake up and say, God, he has done so much for me. They don't mind about that one, no. But it's Sunday morning when it's to gather the saints together. That's why I said this Sunday, this week, Lagos is hard. I need to rest. I heard Kenneth Copeland say many years ago that we've dec- now, it's, a, it's an advanced one, but I will say it. That before we pick house, we pick church. So we position it based on our church. Let me explain what that means. It means I don't just wake up and say, this is where I'm going. I know of somebody, this person now is in um, Russia. Russia, I think. Now, this guy used to come all the way, in fact, I used to be scared for him. The guy used to come every Sunday all the way from a to this church. Every Sunday. My mind, I'm like, oh boy, listen, the guy is in Russia now. Listen, nowhere is too far for me if I'm going to fulfill destiny. Nowhere. And I don't care if it's two minutes beside my house. If it's not mine, it's not mine. And I don't care if it looks like the real thing. If it's not my, it's not mine. I stay in the place where the Lord. I remember the Bible talks about the company I said with you last week Sunday. When Jesus was going to feed the 5,000 people, he had to put them in companies. Where is your company? When the disciples and the apostles had challenges in Acts chapter 2, when they were persecuting them, the Bible says they went back to your company. Who is your company? Where is your company? Glory to God. Is someone getting blessed? Is someone getting blessed? Now, quickly, because of time. Oh my goodness, God. What is the role of the pastor in the church? Number one, the role of the pastor, let's read Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 first. Ephesians four eleven. Ephesians four eleven. Because the role of the pastor is not to gather the members together and be gable to. You know, He gather the flocks, the female flocks of God, and be able to. Yes. Eh? Ah. You have been praying since they gave it to you now. <laughs> Glory to God. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. Next verse. For what? One, two, let's read together. One, two, ready, read. Now, do you see this number one go back there please go back to verse 12 the work of the pastor teacher prophet evangelist um, apostle is for the equipping of the saints our own work is to equip the saints that's why we are here now the next one is for the work of ministry who is supposed to do the work of the ministry who is supposed to do the work of the ministry You are supposed to be the one to do the work of the ministry. So really, in actual sense, when we say those who are called to ministry, it's actually you. That's right. That's right. Those who are, our work is to equip you guys to do the work out there. So don't dare not say, I'm not called to ministry. The Bible says it right here. You are supposed to do the work of the ministry. Raise your turn and say, I'm a minister of God oh say it very boldly I'm a minister of God say it very loud I'm a minister of God and I have the anointing to minister oh come on let me hear you say I have the anointing in me on me to minister raise your two and say my hands are the hands of the Lord glory to God Now let's look at the next verse, verse 3, verse 13. Verse 13, look at this. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ. Till all the pastors all come, to all the apostles just come, all come, to all the evangelists all come, to who? To who? To who? So if your pastor is fasting, you must be doing what? That's right. The pastor is not supposed to be the most spiritual person in the church. Right. Stop all those nonsense where you got them from. The pastor is not supposed to be the most spiritual person in the church. As a church, I should be able to continue teaching this message. And at some point, I said, baby, can't Please come and continue this message. I'm going to I'm going somewhere. And Bemika takes the message and preaches it with no ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Preaches it very easily. As though she had my notes. Never realized it, but preached it with ease. It not say Bemika. Then you come and say, hey. <laughs> uh, uh, hey. Church, you know God so loved the world, though. No. No 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 what do you know of god glory to god there's an anointing of the lord that just rested in this house right now raise your two hands i see the holy spirit wants to quicken things on your inside today
1: let the Lord anoint new ministers this morning. Farra ke teleko supara de lepara daba ha. Farra ke se te ra bashala fara ke se ke tara tele borosaba se lava. Eleko sabara ke to Eleko soko parades parade, 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 arade parade, 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 parade,
0: Raise your two and say, "I'm a minister of God." Minister of God. Say it louder, it's loudly, louder. I'm a minister of God. Minister of God. Listen, when you have this understanding. It helps you know how to conduct your life. You know that there are some things that all things are lawful, not all things are expedient. With that understanding, like I said to some people, I said, Have you ever seen the president of America, the president of America or president of Nigeria, driving his convoy? And then he sees a bodyseller and said, Whoa, 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 come down, come down. I want to buy bully. And it's buying bully. Hey, Lonnie, 5K or 2K. Or, have you seen that? Of course, in some states, so I won't mention names. During political campaigns, you see all sorts. But you see, there are certain things that should not be met with somebody who is presidential. Are you presidential? Let me tell you something. If you're a lady and you show your body up and down, you are not presidential. You never see Hillary Clinton, the vice president of America, or Secretary of state, do all of that. You don't see that. Raise your two and say, I'm presidential. You see, it helps you conduct your living. It helps you conduct your life. You know why? Because you are a minister. And with that understanding, you also know that your life needs to shine brighter because there are people who are watching you. There are so many people that your conduct can help. Imagine you meet me. I don't want to go into that debate. Let me take it back. That's why we always tell people: don't drink sprites in star bottle. You are drinking sprites in star bottle. Then somebody see you, say, no, come and test it Oh, It's Sprite, it's not star. Allah magic. Allah Allah, I like that. Amen. let me say something. The God of Christian is not the same God of Muslim. Somebody say Amen, amen. I know you learned that in somewhere that we are serving one God. Oh God they, me, I'm serving Jesus the Christ. Our God is not the same. Amen? amen Say no no, no you can marry him He's one God. okay. Okay, when you are singing, oh, Jesus, you love me too much oh? You know what i say say? As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum alaykum. Suramu alaykum. Abarakatuh. Now I said. The other way they used to dance. Uh-uh. I'm serving Jesus. That wonderful name. Jesus.
1: ay 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 Yes. That wonderful
0: name, Jesus. The, see, listen, the Bible says there's only one name in which all men will be saved. There is only one name, not Muhammad only one name it's the precious name of Jesus it's the
1: man of Galilee, the man of war, the lily of the valley, the bride, the morning that's my God ah, ha, ha,
0: ha, ha, ha. Woo. and so that's why when your parents say no just marry him like that, it might change let him change before you marry him like that glory to god glory to god all right let's quickly run this so i I said to you that number one the role of a pastor in the church is to lead the church overseeing the work acts 20 verse 28 acts 20 28 first peter 5 verse 3 lead the church overseeing the work acts 20 verse 28 media please help me quickly put that scripture right there therefore take heed to yourself and to the flock among which the holy spirit has made you what yes. Yes. to shepherd the church of god which he purchased with his blood did i die for your sin no. did i die for your sin no, sir. who died for your sin
1: Jesus.
0: so let everybody know their role so you see some church it's positioned as though There is one person who is the head of the church listen nobody is the head of the church jesus is the head of the church and listen to me on sunday morning when we gather together i'm not in your equation i'm not you've not come to hear me speak no what you're hearing is not shola talking right now you'll be shocked when you see the mortality of shola when Shola is angry after service when Shola is not his normal self you'll be shocked, Shola can look all pretty, all nice, all cool, all gentle all kind, all beautiful to you right now because the Holy Spirit is the one speaking so when you come to church, a mortal man can be the one speaking, you are hearing not his voice He's only using his voice to convey the message of the Spirit what you are hearing is the voice of God what you are hearing is the sound of heaven what you are hearing is Jesus Christ you don't come together before man you've come together with God that's why you don't just up and leave a church they offended me because your perspective is wrong it shows who you have been, you've been gathering with it shows who you have been gathering with is it God you've been gathering with is it Jesus or the man there? glory to God number two the role of the pastor is to teach and preach the word Titus chapter 1 verse 9, I have to run. Number 3, the role of the pastor, and when I'm talking about the pastor, all the leadership, the gatekeepers in the house, please rise. Please rise, rise, gatekeepers, gatekeepers. Please rise. These are the gatekeepers, we call them gatekeepers, um, short form. These are the people there. Please sit. These are the pastorates of the church. All these things I'm talking about is their work it's their work plus me at least the new we we have the new in all the branches and all of them too that's their work number four pray for the flocks I, I, I said number three care for the care for and watch over the flocks isaiah 40 verse 11 hebrews 13 verse 17 number four pray for the flocks Acts 6 verse 4 james 5 verse 14 pray for the flocks you see we we always pray as pastors, we always pray for you guys. Every time. Every time. You can ask them. Sometimes I wake up 2 a.m., 1 a.m., I send a text to the group. Who is awake? The ones that are not awake, the next morning they hear it. Because they should be awake. No, not, don't now use call to injure them. Say, I, I'm just calling you because I want to be sure you're awake. <laughs> you know, I, I said it now, so we'll just try it tomorrow morning. Say. Around 2.32 a.m., Say, hello, PD. Is that, are you there? Hello. Oh, yeah, awake? Okay. I just said, I want to be sure that what Pastor said, I want to test. If you do that one with me. Praise the Lord. Number five, to be examples of the flock. Listen, I, I told certain people that, you know, I never wanted to be a pastor, and I became a pastor. Be careful what you say you never want to be. Amen. <laughs> The pastor work is one of the toughest jobs on the earth. I'm telling you, you might not understand. It takes a lot of, and I want you to understand this this morning, it takes a lot of emotional stability to be a pastor. You might not understand. Sometimes people say, oh, I called the pastor, he didn't call me back. Sometimes the pastor, glory to God, the pastor is going through, they have their own challenges with life. It's not like there's coronavirus for the members and it's not for the past. Everybody is, do- is there. They're going through a lot of challenges. Sometimes a member calls and they tell you, oh, oh, something's something happening to my mother. She's in a hospital. You carry that burden on you. And one of your own family members might even have some challenges as well. So it's a very tough work. And I understand that sometimes people have bastardized the role of pastors. And it's very interesting. And on our generation and on Twitter, we come and we tackle. And I, and I want to balance a bit of that, that the pastor of any local assembly must not take advantage whatsoever of the people, either from their finances or their physical bodies. But male and female. Because don't let us say for male alone, there are female pastors, say lie down. Raise your leg. Is there a female pastor that can do that? Amen. Not in this church. oh. And there are male pastors who also take advantage of, of of females. Because they too they will not know their God. You Pastor say, Hey, Pastor, I want to see you. Say come to my room or my or house. Upstairs, inside bedroom. They close the door. I say, hey, Pastor, I was reading Colossians, Colossians chapter two, enjoy you. He said, hey, Pastor, I was reading Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. I didn't quite get it. May quite, quite off, your <laughs> And the are there. And Pastor is explaining. You've not seen situation of people who, you, some of you dated, you've been dating, you know, say, you pray together and say, this today, we are going to pray. Then you enter in your room together. Boyfriend and girlfriend, you pray. You are fasting, but you break it with other things. It means you close the day with, say, you are fasting, let's pray. Why the prayer is going on? Yeah. This prayer is heavy. Hey, hey, Chimo. Chimo, Chimo, Chimo. Chimo. You pray, you fast, but you close it with. You break the fast with. God, they try for everyone. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Someone just had clarity right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord praise the Lord. So there are certain things you shouldn't expose yourself to. And just because you are, you know, there are certain things the pastors should not ask you. You get funny things. Show me your bra. I'm telling you. They say, I want to know if you are loyal to me and say it's it's lilac lilac even you that you are, you are tempting so you, are, you people are tempting each other not in this church you see when you know god's word you will not even arrange the course for him say from the crown of your head no you start from this from the sole of your feet to the crown of your head pastor may you receive judgment <laughs> ah. Praise the Lord. So we ought to be examples. That's the work of the pastors. And sometimes very hard. I remember one time I was going out, I was driving. Then that downfall guy just came. I was coming to church, it was a church, I was going for a meeting. I was the one driving. I usually don't even like to drive. I usually don't drive myself. But that day I just, the, pastor, the church member was beside me. I did not know where this aunt. This and this and eh. I did not know when, I, I, you know, hey, yeah, I, 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 it's a lot of work. You know, we are still perfecting ourselves in God. Uh-huh. Help us too. Amen. Of course, there are things that are bound, you cannot go past things just in the sake of Amen. All right, let me close quickly. What is the role of members? What is your own role? Number one, to esteem the body of Christ. To esteem the body of Christ. In your office, workers, working professionals, how you behave, what you do, are you esteeming the body of Christ? If they say, We should, you know, you do a deal, just add ten thousand dollars, nobody will know. And you two just quickly add it. Are you a member of the body of Christ? Are you esteeming the body of Christ? What is your integrity as a member? Not just to the church, but also to God. To show us that we all are members of the body. You can be an eye, you can be a leg, but we all are members. So there's nothing like saying, you know, some people used to say that Kenny um, Egan um, is my pastor. And with the generation that we have now, we have internet church. So you hear people say, my church last week in my church within University uh, Forgiveness University, Pastor Mike Todd is my pastor. Mike Todd injure you. You can listen to him please listen to people but you must have a pastor under you as a believer you must have a pastor you can listen to other people please and be careful what you listen to as well because people listen to all sorts they've even gone to listen to eh? In the quest of listening, one day when we were on campus, I saw one guy, he said, ah, come and listen to one pastor. I said, where is he from? He said, from India. I said, what is this one's name again? He said, something, something, Shana. So I said, what are we looking for like this now? So he you balance your listening. By the way, if you are listening to every other person but your pastor, you are not fulfilling what you ought to do in the church. Because there's a supply of the spirit that comes from your local assembly to your destiny. So you listen to your own pastors as well. You listen in church. After services, you go and download those messages and you listen. Some of say, I am, mean, is my pastor. Crefrodola is my pastor. Eskia is my pastor. Uh, uh, which other? Willie Tylee, Tylee, tiny? silent kind of tiny that's my I, you don't know that's my own pastor i won't mention him. no number three be involved with building the body of christ by praying be involved be involved listen we started praying in church since tuesday mr Dekoya, yeah, please come and talk to us about that very quickly let's get a mic in this church since look at me everyone since tuesday we've had 24 hours prayer prayer chain back to back since tuesday last week tuesday this past tuesday right 24 hours it means every hour non-stop somebody is praying at least two three four people is praying every hour non-stop it's so powerful My question is, are you plugged in? Are you part of it? Do you have a prayer chain? Some of you just want to come to church and go home. What is the supply you are bringing to this church? What is the supply of the spirit? So Mrs. Adikoya, quickly tell them, you know, what, you know, how to join, how to participate in this. Okay, so the flyer is on the screen. There's a link at the top where you can sign up. And like Pastor La said, we pray every single hour of the day. So you can pick an hour. When you go to this link... You can sign up for a specific hour and pray. There's also a WhatsApp group that you'll be added to. So when you start praying, you clock in at the start of the hour and then you clock out at the end. There's a prayer focus that is shared every day for the new, for yourself. But the main aim is to be praying. And you can pray wherever you are, at home, in your office, in the car, on the road. The essence is that everybody is praying for every hour of the whole day. And we're doing this for the next three months. So it's a commitment to pray. Listen, your, thank you, ma. Your life will change. You know, Ken I I remember the story. Ken I said that the Lord told him that if you would pray one hour every day, your life will change. If you would pray one hour, just commit one hour every day. And so please do not leave this place today without being a part of this. The link is right there. Type the link down. After the service, you want to join the WhatsApp group, come and meet her. Or meet any of the pastors. Take one hour. You can choose 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., whatever a.m. you want to, 9 p.m., 8, whatever. And pass the paint. Let it be a supply. Your life will change. They don't say, this is my church. We are the new, our the new rain. And you are not the new rain in the church that you're supposed to be rain. You're too deep, are you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Number four. Be involved in building the body with your resources. Let me give a scripture for the first, the first one I said about praying, Colossians chapter, three, chapter four, verse two to six, Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse one to two. Now number four, be involved with building the body with your resources. And what I mean by your resources, it's your time, your money and your ideas. I know in our generation we've bastardized giving to church. So why do I have to give to church? The pastor even have money more than me. No. No. This is how we edify the body. Who is the body? Jesus. Jesus himself is the body of the Christ. And we are members of that body. What's your role in this body? Some of us have been coming to church since last year, two years ago. You are not yet in any unit. You are not yet a part of any community, nothing. You just say, I me, mean, I just want to come and go. No. This is how we build the body together. Raise your two and say, I'm a builder of the body. And I participate in building this body. And this is why in this church, all you're giving when you sow seeds, God is our witness. We're sitting right here. We don't take your money to go and buy a car for pastoral, or buy a car for pastoral. No! Your tithe, your offering, your Samaritan seed, everything goes into propagation of the gospel. Just yesterday or two days ago, Shagun just sent me a, um, a, a cost of the poor we want to build, or is it, did it build? Bowls? Uh, dig. Dig drew for communities this is where your money goes into to propagate the gospel when one, we have the new in Leki, we have the new in ibador we have the new in akure we're doing in oau we planted the new in unilag we planted the new in um, i mean all the churches and this year we want to plant at least 2 3 the new churches this is where your money goes to and this is how you partner with the gospel in the advancement of the gospel of god and so what you give you give with that mindset I'm giving it to advance the gospel I'm giving it to advance the work of God upon the earth why because I love the head of the church that is Jesus glory to God you can see that scripture in first Timothy um, first Phil uh, pardon me first Peter chapter 4 verse 10 12 verse 4 to 8 the final oh, let me give you two more Be involved with building the body by bringing people to church. 1 John 15 verse 16, Matthew 28 verse 8 to 20, Matthew 9 verse 37 to 38. Many of you come to church alone. If you're growing in this church, if you're learning in this church, why not bring people along? Listen, you make a commitment that every month or every Sunday, I would bring somebody to be added to this family have you thought about that that i can just bring somebody to be added to this family praise the lord so make that commitment be ferocious about it get more people let's 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 the new let's spread this work to another level glory to god number six this is very important do not be part of division in the body It's not that a pastor passed beside you and maybe the pastor forgot to greet you then you go and meet three members gather them together and say do you know that this church they don't greet then you are dividing the body of christ do you know when we cause division you are dividing the body of christ when people offend you in church let me tell you how you solve offense the bible says you go to one another first you go and talk to that person when you are offended with somebody you don't call another party to report the offense no you go to that person who has offended you and say, Brother, sister, you offend me when I feel like slapping you, but I will not slap you because the love of God constrains me. Amen? Uh-huh. Because you know, there are some people, the way they offend you, that offend requires like eight slaps to reset them. Don't slap anybody in this church. There's a church we had during one service. This pastor, assistant pastor came. And why the, the pastor and pastor slap the senior pastor? Hey, God forbid, just like Pastor Labby. No, no, none of them. Pastor don't say, are we beat? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pastor say he wants to say, hey. Now you know that this one, eh, that has this pastor view. Just joking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, finally, honor the authorities in your local assembly. Honor the authorities. You know, we live in a generation that don't have regards for honor or regard for anybody in authority. And the Bible says that every authority that, is, that has been established was established by God. So we are just, we are, we are friends and we are cool. We are, are we not all guys. Are we not, oh, no, honor your pastors. Honor your leaders. Either your, your unit leader, your unit head, your, your um, what's the call it? Governors, honor them. what that's what you do to esteem the body glory to god did you learn something today do you feel fed praise the lord just before we close i want to um one of the things we realized in the new is that this year our focus is two things number one number one i'll continue this message next week sunday number one is to build communities let's say together church number one number one what's our focus as a church this year it means that nobody comes to the new and doesn't feel like part of the church We want to be very intentional about building communities that people are clustered close friends And, and during the lockdown we saw that that was one of the shortcomings that we had and so this year we're going to be so focused and in the coming ne- by next week we're going to be telling you how we intend to do that. We want people to be able to join church and in three weeks they, f- they almost know everybody. They are part of the family. And I know that we've had some shortcomings with that where so many people feel out, they just come and go, they don't know anybody, they don't have any friends, but that is going to change from this week. Somebody say amen. amen. Number two is also um, to v- disciple people. So number one is what? Come on, let me hear you. Number one. Number two. So if somebody comes to you and tells you, asks you in your church, what's, what's your church this year? What are they planning to do this year? Number one. Number two. Praise the Lord. Who is glad to be a member of the new?